You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com, and you can keep up with the show on Instagram at wellfedwomen. Welcome to the Well-Fed Women podcast. This is episode number 312. I'm your host, Noel Tarr of CoconutsAndKettlebells.com. I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner and a certified personal trainer. I'm here with my co-host, Stephanie Ruper. Today, we're going to be tackling a big topic, one that came highly requested in our Facebook group, and that is restriction fatigue with dieting and how to move to eating in a way that makes you feel good and supports your health without stressing out about food so much. (laughs) So we'll be unpacking the wagon mentality and intuitive eating and what if your goals are weight loss. So it's going to be a lot. Uh, We'll also be touching on how to engage with health communities while also maintaining a good relationship with food and your body. And we'll round this all out with some tips for kids and constipation. Totally related. Okay. Before we dive in, I have a serious question for you. Do you struggle with bad gas on a regular basis? I bring this up because frequent... Are you asking me? I I wanted you to think that. Oh. But I wasn't. But you can answer. Go ahead. But you can can answer. (laughs) Forgive me. I don't. But go ahead. What's your... uh... I I wanted to create enough pause where you'd be like, uh, do I need to answer? Um... I mission accomplished. Got me. Uh, I bring I bring this up because uh, frequent flagellants is often caused by undigested food fermenting in your colon. I think we've all uh, had <laughs> had this problem, especially when you know we eat something that doesn't sit quite right. But if you're experiencing gas regularly, it is a sign that there's something off in your gut. And with like how you're actually digesting food, this is why I recommend and have personally used P3OM regularly, which is a patented probiotic that eats up excess sugar, eliminates bad bacteria fast, and protects your gut from inflammation and viruses. So you have less gas and a stronger immune system. What makes P3OM so different from other probiotics is that it it can survive the gastrointestinal tract, and it goes through your entire body to support both your gut and your immune system. It's a secret weapon for reducing and eliminating bad gas and upgrading your immunity and protection against bad bacteria. You can get 10% off P3OM right now by going to buyoptimizers.com slash wellfed. Our code is wellfed10, and that will get you the 10% off. And if you order it, and it's not everything you hoped for, then their support team will refund you, no questions asked. So buy optimizers, that's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash wellfed, W-E-L-L-F-E-D. And the 10% discount code is wellfed10. Hello, Stefani. Are you talking to me now? I'm talking to you now. <laughs> Man, that's what I get. I know for um, love. You mean it for not being on the not being not reading the script, <laughs> <laughs> not reading the prep document. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry for saying that, and sorry for uh, butting in. But it's a uh, yeah, very interesting. That was exactly important. what I wanted. Um, thank you for playing. Thank you for playing the game. Um, <laughs> so our last Skype conversation, when you and I were talking, I noticed something, and this has just been true about you in general, in our interactions in general, is that you really do love um, like good emojis. Like you just like you had you sent me one sentence, and within that sentence, actually no, there was like two quick things, and within those two quick things, there was three smiley faces. So. <laughs> Um, so I have to know what, so what, not on Skype, because Skype's a different emoji selection, but when you're on your phone and in text message and maybe in your DMs, what is your most used emoji? Like, what's the emoji that, that represents you? Well, that you use Wow. Yeah, I know. Big question. Wow. Um, Uh, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this. You you can do, you can do two. Let me uh let me open I'm doing uh, the same. Let me open an app and then mm-hmm. start typing and then uh we'll see with my 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 biggest. Okay, frequently used. Um 
Well, the 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 laugh cry is mm-hmm. clutch, but like classic. You know, to capture me, like the spirit of the Steph. Oh, okay. Here are two that I'm using. Uh, I use the the two and the one handed shrug lady. Like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> yes, I like that one a lot. I am the shrug. Like oh. I am the shrug lady. And it's funny. There's this one uh, gif of a a woman like shrugging, and somebody um, sent it to me to a group like a year ago and they were like this is Steph's like well what are you gonna do because I'm always like what are you gonna do <laughs> yeah. um so the one and two handed truck lady and um I do use a lot of um like I use foods and animals sometimes when I feel like they mean something mm-hmm. and right now I'm really into the flamingo I send the flamingo a lot is there so. a flamingo I didn't know that I got a flam. yeah I don't know I got an apple I got an apple product and there's a flamingo <laughs> I, I got an apple um Huh. I think it, it, it the flamingo, I don't know. The the Oh, I see it. I have I I guess I've never taken the time to observe some of these animals. There's like a parrot and Yeah, and some of them skunk. have like yeah. they feel like they really mean something. Like that monkey that's crouching and looking at you, he's like, Neh, you know. Did, did you did you know that there's a sloth? <laughs> I did. Yes. I actually I have one Instagram friend who every time I text them it has to, and we say bye. It goes sloth, <laughs> pink flower, sloth, pink flower, sloth, pink oh, flower. Oh, I like the otter. Yeah, so anyway, yes, I know there's a sloth. Wow. Yeah. I guess I've not sat and looked at these in a long time. I really, um, sorry, I really like the rainbow. After my surgery, I was like really excited about like things, you know, being a sunnier version of myself that mm-hmm. lasted long. But <laughs> I used the rainbow a lot. <laughs> back then i still do now you know yeah um and the three stars i like the stars because they're like yeah a way to be really nice but to not use a heart <laughs> just in, you know depending on the context so, giving away my such secret. a such an important discussion um my most used one by far is the laughing crying face but he's turned to the side so it's like ah! no yeah no we what? have to stop. Six years, we're done. <laughs> man, you know that you're like the man. This is what? bigger than the apple problem. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you have to turn to the side? I love him it's so egregious. much. What? <laughs> no, because the right the... up laugh cry. I actually the one I use is one where it looks like he's sweating. <laughs> you know, like he's oh, got the yes. one sweat. Yeah, he, it, they. Uh, sorry, I want to gender neutrally emoji face, but it, man, turn to the side, audience. That is like this is a contentious issue. Did you know why? Um, hang on, let me Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh, cry, turn to side or not? <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to find a better search term. I'm not <laughs> um, he's my fave. You can't change it. I love so him. I love him so uh, much. Okay, so the reason why is because I was doing the laugh cry face, but it felt too generic and it felt too not funny enough. Like I wasn't laughing hard enough. So, um, and I like his little like triangle eyes that it's like he's almost like closing his eyes. Like, and when I laugh, I laugh kind of like I'm a big laugher, you know, like it's a big laugh. It's not like, <laughs> it's like, ah! so I feel like that embodies it. Um, if you find out what the contentious issue is. It's just, I think people like you. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just, I think it's just, I don't, I, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't want to say anything that's incorrect, but I have like, I've seen it discussed before. It's rolling on floor, but I actually rolling on floor, laughing emoji. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I like the one I really like the one with like the with the sweat because it's sort of I feel like it captures the fact that I'm sort of always existentially like what the heck is going <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> so, and so there's a there's a Google search that says, what does this emoji mean? And it is the one smiling, sweating The this emoji means a smiling face with open mouth and cold sweat. It is also known as happy sweat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one I use these days. <laughs> That's and the shrug lady. I Man, like, finding like, out though, 
that you're tipped to the side. That's rolling on the floor laughing. That's my, that's fine. I mean, if you're if you're if your emoji's not a laughing emoji, then like we need to pray for you. Okay, so I'm like flamingos. Okay, okay, flamingos. Okay, so my other most used one. I like the yellow heart. Oh, I also. Yellow heart. I also use white now, but yellow, it was yellow for years for me. Uh-huh. I saw you use the, the white heart, which I thought was cool, but I do like the yellow heart because I, I'm always like, oh, thank you so much. And I, like, I want to be like, love, yay to you, but I don't want to be like red heart. Like, it's not like, yeah. Like, I, like it just, <laughs> yeah, I just want to yeah. be like, love you, mean it. Like, that's my love you, mean it emoji. Yeah. And then, for sure. I had a, sorry, I had a um, friend once, you know, telling me about this woman who texted him and it was, he was like excited. And I was like, Everybody turned and, and we were like, yeah, but what color, what color heart? <laughs> like, you know, it's important. I really like mm-hmm. yellow. It's warm. It's friendly. You Friendship. Know? Yeah. And then the last yeah. one is the star with the little um, tail that's like a circle thing. Oh, yeah. I Very love pretty. that one. I Elegant. always do that one that's like, like when I'm writing out, let's say a caption and I'm like, it whips up fast. Like, I'm like, Bleh! like, it's just to me, it's like, yay. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Or I'm just like, it's, it's sort of like the magic emoji, just like. Right. Wow. Speaking of um, work, definitely on my Instagram page, the one that I use in my captions the most is the kissy winky. It's like mm. every single, like every single caption on, on my Stephanie Ruper Instagram is like, it's got a kissy winky in it. And I'm just, I'm exaggerating, but there's a, there's a lot of those on that page. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so apparently, apparently, Steph wants to make it an issue. Are you team rolling on the floor laughing emoji face or just cry laughing? Which is kind of basic. Everybody's got to open a new account and write a second review. (laughs) Oh, can you leave emojis in in reviews? Probably. You can put emojis anywhere these days. Put your emoji. Oh, Oh, I just opened my Instagram and my most recent post ends with a shrug lady a sweat <laughs> laugh and a kissy winky face <laughs> three in a row <laughs> i love that she's shrug lady shrug lady um one-handed shrug lady. one-handed shrug uh okay my last discussion question that went way too far There's thank more? you for okay. please, thank you for continuing to be here um how often do you go back and watch your own stories? <laughs> I don't know, like 20 times a day. <laughs> okay, so this is something that I just realized about myself, which is kind of concerning. So I thought maybe that maybe I'm not alone in this. When I post stories, I go back and I watch them. Like what? I think everybody does. We're all narcissists. Why are we all going back and watch? Like, why do we do this? Why do we go? We post things and then I like go back and watch them all. Like how they were in the series. Like I'm like, oh, let me see. And I'd, I probably do this like five to ten times a day. And that sounds so crazy coming out of my mouth. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if a lot of people do that. You know, because we're. Like it's social media. We're putting ourselves out there. We yeah. want to assess. We want to see what other people are seeing. You know, mm-hmm. we obviously posted something because we think it's going to get some kind of attention. You know? Yeah. Um, and I do. I do hit that little bottom left and check and see who's, you know, I do look who's and see who's, like, who's watching my stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's, I think everybody does that. Okay. Let's jump into this discussion <laughs> now that we've uh, covered just pure nonsense. Um, question number one is from Lacey. So what I'm going to do here is read her question and read some follow-ups. And I actually would like to read a couple people's um and this will just be a discussion, but I kind of want to read a couple comments from you all because I, I think that there's a couple of you who had some really good experience and insight with this that I do want to elevate, and I think a lot of people need to hear it. So here's the question. Lacey says, I am so exhausted by dieting and trying to figure out the right slash healthiest way to eat. I would feel comfortable losing 10 to 15 pounds, but I'm also interested in intuitive eating. I know sugar doesn't make me feel great, but aside from that, I'm tired of restricting. 
keto, IF, etc. Does intuitive eating and actually losing a few pounds even work? I do well with a plan, but it never fails that I fall off the wagon and am worse off than before. Looking for any advice on how to adopt a generally healthier way of eating without stressing about food so much. And um, a couple people said that, yeah, I'm in this place too. Restriction fatigue. I'm so tired of thinking about food and my weight. Um, And then this was an interesting one from Sandra. She says, I don't have any answers, but just wanted to say that this is such a great question. I often wonder how to balance physical health considerations while keeping my mental health in check and also being mindful of what kind of role model I am for my daughters. Would love to lose the 10 pounds or so that I've gained in the two past years to feel better in my clothes, but just wonder if it's really worth it, which I feel like this is a huge um, that's a, that's a huge question that a lot of us ask. And then, um, uh, this one's from Marley. She says, I reached a weight I am happy with when I stopped dieting. When I dieted, everything felt soft limits and forbidden that I ended up binging on it later. Dieting makes food much more desirable. Now I just let my have whatever I want, but I do it very mindfully, which I feel like that was an, 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 even though that was a very simple response and just somebody, Marley sharing her experience, I think that perfectly um, encompasses kind of something that we all want to achieve, which is engaging with food in a way where we are doing it very mindfully. So intuitive eating isn't just, you know, or and this is just kind of like for you, Lacey, like her question is, you know, how do we go about doing this? How do we how do we pursue health? Um while also eating the things that we want to, which I feel like a lot of people think intuitive eating and eating healthy are not one and the same, but they can flow together very nicely, which is a lot of what Stephanie and I try to discuss all the time. So um, let me uh, read one, two, well, let's see, two responses from people. And then I would like Stephanie to kind of chime in with some of her insight um, and we can kind of jump back and forth like into, okay. into a discussion like a back and forth discussion yeah um, okay so this is a really really awesome response and I think that this is for anybody who's like kind of heard yourself in this in, in that question here's kind of how sometimes it shakes out uh, my experience with intuitive eating was a roller coaster that I would happily ride again about two years ago, I gave up all dieting rules and allowed all foods, including gluten and dairy and non-whole processed foods. I ate whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted, and how much I wanted. It was the most freeing experience and completely fixed my brain. There was definitely times where I wanted to go back to restricting, but I reminded myself that foods do not have morality and I'm not bad for doing what I need to for my mental health. After about a year of no limit eating, I decided for myself that I didn't like eating this way 100% of the time because I didn't feel great. So I followed the concept of gentle nutrition to add whole foods back, but without the negative mindset I had before. Yeah, I gained weight. Yes, eating that way was not the best for my physical health, but it was invaluable for my mental health. Now I can make proactive, better for me decisions like opting for oat milk because dairy upsets my stomach without the negative self-talk and shame from the past. Plus, I still have the freedom in my relationship with food to have a whole milk latte or other dairy foods when the mood strikes. Because even though I know dairy isn't the best for me because sometimes ice cream because sometimes ice cream is worth it. It's also reframed my relationship with es- exercise and I found movement I love and the idea of how many calories is this walk burning never enters my mind. Personally, I would ask yourself why those 10 to 15 pounds are worth sacrificing your sanity. You don't like restricting, so if restricting is what is required to lose the weight, is it even worth it? I would really recommend reading the intuitive eating book and then go into they go into a lot of science of why it works and why restricting doesn't even um, if you lose the weight. Um, and then I, I, I kind of want to stop there. Um, so, Stephanie. <laughs> um, Do you have a question for me? <laughs> <laughs> so, all of that is to Talk say. about food and feelings. <laughs> why don't you tell me? Okay. So, so let's pause for a second. So, here's the background. Um, I think... What we know is that a lot of us have experience with 
dieting and protocols and restrictions and rules. Specifically, I think what's become more popular right now is keto and intermittent fasting. And that's one of the things that Lacey was, has been trying and experimenting with. And a lot of us, and even in paleo and even doing elimination diets, it can get hard. And it, it's it's very hard to get, like, I completely understand there's this, this very real restriction fatigue. And I feel like a lot of people exist in this in-between zone where they want to stop, but they're scared to, you know, and they really, really want to lose the weight. Um, and so how do we do that? How can I do intuitive eating and lose the weight? Um, so talk to me, maybe, a, maybe a little bit, you could just touch on like, how do you adopt a healthier way of eating without stressing about food so much? And then we can kind of touch on, um, intuitive eating and, and weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think probably the most important, there's a couple of important things for me. Um, one is working on my relationship with myself and, uh, I'll just say this. I think we are all conditioned to be terrified of gaining weight and so are constantly regulating ourselves to try to make sure that we don't. And that act of constantly regulating ourselves and watching and then, of course, being upset when things don't go the way we want them to uh, means that, uh, yeah, we end up eating more and we end up gaining weight. And so I think something that's so, so, so important for all of us to do is to learn how to be comfortable with the idea of gaining weight. Like a lot of people will be like, well, I'm fine where I am, but, you know, but there's always a but. And, uh, but <laughs> uh, being willing to gain weight, thinking like, if I gain weight, will I, you know, will I still feel good in my skin? Will I still love myself? Like that's, I think that that's just a really important question to ask ourselves and to work towards, like just be comfortable with the idea. I, I think being comfortable with the idea of gaining weight is in some ways really important if if you're interested in, in losing it um, precisely because we like Noelle and I, we both think it's okay to want to work on your body composition. Uh, but like that is not where your worth is, right? Like it can be something that you're interested in, but it can't be where your self validation comes from where your identity comes from where your feeling of esteem and worth comes from um i prefer to focus on like my values right um and it's really really hard because we are conditioned to you know try to make ourselves look a certain way but cultivating an identity that is like founded on who you are and what you care about um you know i saw on Instagram recently, um, somebody shared the idea that like nobody has ever changed her life by looking a certain way. And I think at the end of the day, I like, I want to, my primary goal is to be somebody in people's lives that changes them for the better. So that's all just like some stuff to meditate on because I think removing the amount of pressure that you put on your interest in your weight is emotionally healthy, generally speaking, and also for your relationship with, you know, with food and stuff. And in terms of your eating, you know, how do you walk the line between plan and, and intuition? I mean, there are some people who do really, really well with like a plan. And if you're one of them, great. You know, if you start feeling restricty and that throws you off, change your plan, you know, period. Um, I personally, my plan is a semi-plan, <laughs> um, which is um, I have things that I'm oriented to, to that I know are healthy, that I know make me feel good. Um, and I think of them as positive choices. And so the second category of things I'll say here is um, – I like to think about the way that I eat in terms of positive choices, what I'm including and what I'm oriented towards because it's good for me in a way that is like enriching and helps me live a good life and is satisfying. And then like, I don't think about it in terms of negative stuff. I don't obsess over what I'm not eating and 
of course, if I eat it, it's, it's okay. I just keep staying oriented towards my choices, like the things that I want to include. So if I have, um, like last night I had, uh, some like chocolate candies left over from Christmas because I didn't have anything else kicking around. I need carbs or whatever. Like it's fine. Wasn't even something that I considered to be bad. I don't hold them high as like a, a paragon of healthfulness. So they're not what I'm oriented towards, but I ate them and I'm, I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm just going to continue to focus on the things that are like satisfying and healthy. And so choosing foods that are satisfying and healthy that are like in the middle of that Venn diagram of satisfying and healthy um, and focusing on them and not obsessing over when other things come in and just continually like letting that slide off like it rolls off me because it's a non-issue and part of making it a non-issue is being okay with the idea of gaining weight right and being okay with uh, and focusing on things about your identity that that aren't yoked to the way that you look and then you can like modify your body composition but it's not it's not something that is has so much pressure on it because when you put so much pressure on yourself, that's, that's when things break, you know? So, um, that's a lot of abstract stuff and I'm happy to talk more details. So we talk a lot about hydration here, specifically how electrolytes are an important aspect of hydration that so many people overlook. Water absorption in your body is dependent upon the absorption of key electrolytes. The problem is you lose electrolytes through sweat and when you go to the bathroom and they have to be replaced through diet and supplementation and that need increases significantly if you're exercising regularly and sweating or if you're following a whole foods diet since it's naturally low in sodium. When training, especially fasted in the morning, electrolytes are critical for performance. Many athletes feel dehydrated and drink more water. However, this can dilute blood sodium levels even further. This shows up as muscle cramps, headaches, fatigue, sleep disturbances, and electrolytes play a key role in hormone regulation too. Low sodium levels actually spike adrenal hormones like cortisol. Element makes grab-and-go electrolyte replacement supplementation. You just take an Element recharge packet mixed up with water and sip. There is absolutely no sugar, gluten fillers, artificial ingredients, and it's paleo-friendly. I've been using an entire packet after any sort of exercise where I sweat, and it has made such a difference. I no longer feel so thirsty and empty throughout the day despite drinking tons of water and eating sufficiently. Element's co-founder is actually Rob Wolf, who we interviewed on episode number 311 so you know the ingredients are solid and that it's been well-researched and developed. To grab a free sample pack of Element, go to drinklmnt. That's drinklmnt.com forward slash well-fed. All you have to do is pay for shipping and you'll get like, I think it's eight packets to test out. So you really have nothing to lose with that. Drinklmnt.com forward slash well-fed. Click on get yours when the website pops up and then claim your free packets. So I first, I kind of want to like maybe just break down some of the things line by line. So Lacey, like first thing that pops out at me is when you say I'm so exhausted by dieting and trying to figure out the right healthiest way to eat. Hmm. First of all, there is no right healthiest way mm-hmm. to eat so you are exhausting yourself and i think most women have steph and i spent years doing this going trying to find the best what is the right way to eat what's the best way to eat and that is where we get caught first of all diet culture loves us to believe that there is some magic one way to eat because once you know they've decided that they have figured it out you'll buy the book and you'll buy the plan there is not um the reason there is not a right or healthiest way to eat, there are healthful things, there are healthful ways that you can engage with food. But the right way to eat, whatever is right for your body, is going to be unique to you. And not only that, it may change throughout your life. So there is no such thing as perfect eating. That is not a requirement of health. You do not need to be following the exact right diet and eat the perfect perfect foods to be a healthful person. And so most women spend their lives chasing after or, you know, spending so much mental effort trying to figure out or achieve this like perfect eating for what? For what? What does it get you at the end of your life? So that's one thing to think about. 
I would feel comfortable losing 10 to 15 pounds, but I'm also interested in intuitive eating. Steph was saying, get comfortable with the idea of gaining weight. I would even say, get comfortable with the idea of not losing weight. What what does that look like? Why do you feel like... And one of the things, one of the reasons why Steph and I kind of, we dance around this topic, but a lot of women spend a lot of time trying to lose 10 to 15 pounds that they don't necessarily need to lose. So do I, as myself right now, sitting here, can I, could I lose 10 to 15 pounds? Yeah, I definitely could. I have it to lose. Do I need to? No. Um, I could spend, you know, me, myself, Noelle, I could spend a ton of time trying to get rid of it. I could spend a ton more time working out. I could restrict. Um, and I might lose around 10 pounds, maybe drop a pant size. It likely will come back. Um, is it worth it? Do I need to do that for my to be healthy, to be healthier? Absolutely not. And what I have learned in my old age, now at the age of 35, is that I not only feel better, I have more energy, I'm more present, and I free up so much mental space not worrying about the last quote-unquote 10 pounds that I actually don't need to lose because how do I know this? I track my biomarkers. I track how I'm feeling. I track my chronic pain. I track my mental and emotional health. I track my sex drive. I track my my period. I track my, uh, am I always cold? Um, because I, you know, when I was focused on those 10 pounds and trying to lose weight and trying to lose weight and trying to lose weight, um, didn't have a sex drive, didn't have a period. Hands were always cold. Um, my mental health was crap and I had a horrible relationship with food. Uh, I was hyper-focused on food and controlling food. I was hyper-focused on, you know, the, the the tiny little cellulite in my left thigh. I don't care about that. And n- neither does my husband, neither does God, neither does my children. So I don't like, it's, it's irrelevant to me. So many people feel comfortable or would be fine with losing 10 to 15 pounds. Um, but is that necessary? So do you want to go down the path of always needing to chase it? Or do you want to go not down the path of, I'm cool here. Let me pursue health. Um, and then you said, I know sugar doesn't make me feel great. But aside from that, I'm tired of restricting. So you know sugar doesn't make you feel great. Um, so that's awesome. That's awesome self-awareness. You have awareness that something that you eat doesn't really work well for you. Do you need... Do you feel that you have to have restrictions, that you have to be on keto or whatever to not engage with sugar? Um, because that is the the difference between dieting and then and an intuitive eating approach. And I don't want to act like we're, we're talking about intuitive eating or on behalf of intuitive eating because there's a lot more to that than that we don't like. We're not experts. We're not, you know, trained intuitive eating coaches, but uh, we absolutely have talked about it a lot on this podcast and we, we promote it and, and fully support it. And both of us have had our own ways of, you know, incorporating that into our, our own lives. So, but f- from my perspective, you could either continue on saying, I have to be on keto to not eat sugar, or you could say, well, I know sugar doesn't make me feel that great, but let me just, you know, go with intuitive eating or, you know, let go of these restrictions and these rules and see how I do. And yeah, you may eat ice cream for like a week straight, but I can guarantee you, you will get to a point where you say, wow, I really hate feeling crappy. Uh, I don't really want that anymore. And you will intentionally incorporate it in your life in a way that is, sure, I can have it when I want to, but most of the time I don't because I know it makes me feel crappy. And that's kind of the place where I think Steph and I have gotten and we've tried to explain, you know, throughout the life of this podcast is that you can go about it letting go of dieting rules. I'll just call it that. Like, go about moving away from diets as quickly or as slowly as you want. Um, and for both of us, I think we both kind of, it was a little bit slower. But I will say the things that I used to elevate, the things I used to think were so good and uh, that I had to have... Um, I don't eat at all anymore because I don't like them. So it you come to a place where you you realize that sure, um, I can have it, but it doesn't make me feel that great, and I don't want it. But you have to trust the process because going through it is really scary. It really is being like, oh gosh, well, what do I do without rules? Um, so you can heal that relationship, and you can heal your relationship with food and your body, and work. 
to do the hard work to kind of accept where you're at and pursue, you know, work on your mental health. And then from there, from that foundation, work on health behaviors that make you feel really good. So like, um, like I read in somebody's in, in the experience, it's like he, it's a whole new way of living. You can fix your brain, but then you can also, you start eating in a way that makes you feel really good and you start moving in a way that makes you feel really good. And you're not so obsessed with what's the calorie count here and, and am I doing enough and should I be doing a, a harder workout? Um, you, you do what brings about you health and you can absolutely track your biomarkers of health, um, in other ways. It's, it's really doesn't have much to do with your weight. It certainly doesn't have anything to do with the last 10 to 15 pounds. Okay, so do we need to address intuitive eating and losing a few pounds? She says, I do well with the plan, but it never fails that I fall off the wagon and I'm, I'm worse off than before. So does intuitive eating and actually losing a few pounds even work? If in intuitive eating, you learn how to eat with your appetite in a way that you didn't previously and completely setting yourself free from rules helps you find more healthfulness in your body. Sure. A, a lot of different things could work depending on the circumstances. Um, but I, I just wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that forward as the primary, uh, focus, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. I think, um, I think that if for some people it, it results in that simply because they weren't eating enough and now they are or, you know, they were yo-yo dieting and now they're not. It it may take some time. Um, it may not happen at all. I think one of the things that when you do approach moving away from dieting, intuitive eating is really disassociating um, yourself from like always wanting to lose a few pounds. So there's a lot of mental and emotional work that goes into you know, making these decisions and having to remove your worth from your body size and, and what you eat and all that kind of stuff and being on a diet and, you know, how much you ran and all and all of that. And so part of the process, I think, of learning and honoring your hunger and, um, you know, following all the, the principles is to not be focused on losing weight. Um, can it result in that? Sure. But don't be surprised if it doesn't, and don't be surprised if you gain weight. And sometimes people need to, um, to kind of get through that. And eventually your body will settle into a set point that is right for you, especially if you are pursuing, again, health behaviors, things that make you feel well. It kind of will shake out differently for each person in terms of like where your weight is. But I think what you can do, it's, it's really important to just trust your body and trust the process. And understand that your body may come to a really great set point that you're able to very easily maintain and you don't have to be thinking about, you don't need to be yo-yoing because truthfully, a lot of people when they do, you know, they move away from diets and they start something very similar to like an intuitive eating approach is that they realize that they're kind of at the same weight that they are when they're yo-yo dieting. So it's like... Um, you know, you, you restrict, you restrict, you restrict, you will lose a f like 10 pounds and you gain it back. So that it literally happens all the time. People lose weight and then immediately gain it back. Um, and when you can let go of all of that and push that yo-yo dieting, that side, get off the wagon, right? Being on a wagon in and of itself, thinking that there is some wagon that you need to stay on means eventually you are going to fall off of it. And so when you can get out of the wagon completely and say, okay, I'm not going to do keto. I'm not going to do IF. I'm going to just, you know, really go after and follow the intuitive eating principles and not focus on weight and focus on healing my relationship with food, but also figure out, get some self-awareness. What works for me right now? What makes me feel well? Um, I think you will eventually come to a place where you're kind of able to say, all right, like, just like we had in our example of like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm kind of going to just shift more towards foods that I know make me feel really well. Um, eating mostly whole foods. I'm going to move in a way that brings me health and I'm going to track my biomarkers to make sure that I can make, now I can make these decisions for myself, health decisions for myself from a place of, yeah, I want to do this, not I feel shame about my body and I need to change it. And so I'm going to make some health decisions. So 
at the end of the day, you may be able to make some good health decisions, you know, that really do support your health and bring your body to a really healthy set point for you. Is it going to be the the body type that we see in Instagram, you know, promoted 18-year-olds? No, it's not going to be that. Our expectation right now and what we think we need to be is so distorted. It's so distorted. Um, most women who think they need to lose weight don't need to lose weight. You know, we've, and that is to the benefit of the diet industry. Like if they can convince you, you need to lose weight, you're going to buy their product and keep coming back for more. And so a lot of, a lot of women don't really need to, um, not for health for sure. So it's, it's one of those things that once you can kind of disassociate from that and, and leave that goal behind, you can actually finally pursue and make health changes that are right for you and that you actually want to. So Okay, let's see. Question number two is from Lindsay. How to engage in health communities and not having your eating disorder triggered when there is any focus on intentional weight loss? Do you yeah, see, that's... Do you see my all caps? <laughs> <laughs> Always a big fan of the all caps. I said, um, my answer is leave the group. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah, you know... <laughs> I know that we talk about this all the time. Instagram is so good at knowing what I can't stop looking at. And uh, something that is very easy to not stop looking at is stuff that makes you think, what if, (laughs) and stuff that makes you like feel bad about yourself at the same time. Like I feel bad, but what if I click this link? (laughs) That's the, that's, that's, I mean, that's it. That's um, yeah. Leave the group. Um, that information probably is accessible in other places without the same framing. You could seek that out. Um, And if you, for whatever reason, if you think that that kind of information is only available in that group, then just like, don't, (laughs) don't engage it. I mean, honestly, sometimes when there were things on my phone that I know will make me anxious, I like hold my hand over it. So I don't see it. And that's like the time when it's late at night. That's like a message inbox where I'm like, I just want to, I don't want to see all the list. You know what I mean? Like, do not look at things that will like harm you just, you know, cause you know, and you can engage it and then like work through it. But you know, yeah, all caps. All um, caps. Yeah, yeah, I so I'm sure you remember we used to get some emails about certain influencers and they'd be like, I can't. Is you, are you laughing because you remember exactly? That was who a it snort. Is? Yeah. Yeah. Go okay. Ahead. So to to speak cryptically, uh, certain influencers who constantly shared photos of themselves, you know, selfie ab selfies or whatever, and hey, he or she makes great content. That's awesome. Uh. But if that content that he or she is sharing that is not really body positive and is making you feel really horrible, unfollow. Get out of there. Get out of there fast. It, it's you, you're not if it's not. I mean, sure, it's like, oh, but I could learn some things from this health community. But there's a whole lot also that's going to be detrimental to your health. And I promise you doing your own research um and there's other ways to check in and stay connected and follow people who, like us, like listen, just listen to this podcast. That's all you need. Um, you can you can stay in touch with with communities that inspire you and communities that may you know are help you stay connected and help you, you help you find people who are like you, like whatever you know, like a running community. Say you like running. Um, God bless you. Or, you know, whatever, your Peloton. You can find Peloton communities that, you know, are maybe you just follow individual people that you know are are not going to share triggering things like that. So there are ways to engage and be involved without having to be a, a part of these like larger communities or it, you're not re- it's not a requirement. You don't have to follow people who share good information but also are triggering you like it, it get out of there. So and I think, you know, I was going to say too it, because this is a place where I've I've gotten to is that, you know, hopefully you can get to a place where you can disassociate from it. So that is that you can see someone's desire to be in quotations lean or skinny and or here's my fat loss before and after. And you can see that as, oh, that's just a, a photo of somebody in with two different body sizes. It's one is not inherently good. That, that has nothing to do with his or her worth. 
And you may able to, you may be able to say to yourself, well, that person may be miserable. That person may hate her body. That, that person may be stuck in a dieting mindset. So if anything, you can just be like, Hey, you should listen to well-fed women when you see that content, because you know that you, you have a, a different, re- you have a, a realization that maybe that person doesn't. Um, maybe that person thinks they need to be dieting. Maybe that person thinks that their worth is in, the, in their weight. And so when you see that content, it will know you can kind of disassociate from it. But of course, you know, that's down the road. But for, for now, bye. That's all I have to say. Last question is from Sophia. And this is chronic constipation in kids. So I have a list of things. This one was upvoted a couple times. This is not Reddit. It was Facebook. It was liked a couple times. Um, so my kids have personally not had ever been chronically constipated, but I do know of all the solutions because um, I kind of just have them. I always wanted to have them at my disposal just in case. So with kids, if you have a kiddo who has chronic constipation or is just hasn't pooped, poor thing. Start with prunes and prune juices. So you can do like dried prunes. You can do, um, they sometimes have like dry, like prune, like pouches, like, um, food pouches in a, in a pinch. Um, and then prune juice, uh, lots of water. I've heard that coconut water really helps too. Um, a probiotic is great. I have always given my kids gut pro, um, the probiotic, which is now called smidge. S-M-I-D-G-E, getsmidge.com. That's that's what I give them. Um, powdered magnesium. So Steph and I used to talk about natural calm a lot. It's magnesium, what is it? Magnesium citrate, I believe. Yes, citrate. And mm-hmm. um, they also actually make kid gummies. And I actually have been giving my daughter just the gummies at night. And yeah, it has like added some, it has a couple added things to it. But I, she was really struggling with a little bit of fear of the dark and all that kind of stuff. So I, I was giving her that. Um, so you can actually try the Natural Calm for Kids magnesium citrate powder, which is definitely going to soften stools or just the gummies. Um, chiropractic care can be super helpful. So there may be like a structural issue. And then Going dairy gluten free can really help. Um, get lots of fruit in. And this may be why my kids have never have been like twice a day poopers is that they always, they just drink straight water, but they always, always are eating a ton of fruit. So watery fruit is really great. Um, watermelon is great. And then stop bananas. So there was like one point where my son wasn't going for like, he went, didn't go for a couple days. And it was because of the bananas. So bananas can be a little bit more constipating. Um, so just pull that out. And hopefully that will um, get things moving again. Um, anything else to add, Stephanie, to to all of our discussion today? Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea that bananas can cause constipation. Hmm. I did not know that. It's a... Uh... <laughs> It's my deep thought. Um, <laughs> I don't think, I, okay. Thank you all. Like a yeah. so much for trusting us to shepherd this collective conversation around. <laughs> yeah. And being interested in what we have to say and being vulnerable and, and sharing it with one another and, and the group and supporting each other, like commenting and that sort of thing. Like it's such a wonderful thing. And I know, and I've, um, I have, uh, gotten away from Facebook, like set rules for myself about how often I'm allowed Mm. to go on um, to try to help with my, you know, what I'm working on this year. Um, And, but I think about you there all the time. (laughs) I really do. And um, yeah. So anyway, I just, I love that community and I um, am honored, you know, to continue to be able to um, participate and thank you all for like, you know, trying to figure this stuff out because it's hard and we could not engage it and just do the stuff and, mm-hmm. you know, feel bad and make other people feel, you know, like we could do all this stuff, but, um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm honored and I'm <laughs> proud. And so thank you. are you not on Facebook? Like you don't get on it anymore or are you just on the app? So I have set a rule. I set one rule for myself that I would not open anything related to Facebook more than once a week. And then I expanded it to more than once every two weeks. Um, so huh. yeah, that's where I am right now. And I, I feel no temptation. Like I, I feel relief. It's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. 
Yeah, but I still go on Insta and that search page. I'm like, I just want to find my friends. <laughs> I just want to find my friends. And every single time, you know, I'm like, ooh. I know, it's bad. So for some reason now, I keep at the top of the search feed. It's all these like engagement rings, like pictures of people's hands and rings. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. why are there rings here? Like, like three or four of the photos will be rings. And I'm like, are, do you just assume that because I'm a woman, like I'm looking for an engagement ring? I, I don't get it. But I'm like, I am not touching that. Don't show me any more stupid rings. Anyway. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I, I concur. I, I appreciate all of you allowing us to discuss this on the podcast. And um, I think so many of you, one of the wonderful things, I, I really do appreciate everybody who stands up and, and answers and gives their two cents. Um, and... And and helps, you know, helps each other. That's one of the, the cool things about, I think, this community and this Facebook group is we can all come together and we're all at different points in our health journey and where we're at in our relationship with food and fitness. And, you know, we all this is this is a nutrition and fitness podcast. Technically, you know, this is a this is when people are like, oh, what's your podcast about? I'm like, eh, women's women's health, women's <laughs> nutrition and fitness. You know, it. And that encompasses a lot. There's a lot there and a lot going on. And what works for one person doesn't work for another. And Steph and I are also in this very weird space um, where we are very anti-diet, but also recognize the importance of of whole foods and the power of nutrition and what that how that can change your health. And so... I feel like, like a lot of you, we have gone through these seasons and these phases where we're like, well, what do we think about this? And how do we engage with food without stressing out? And how do we recognize, yes, there are foods that make us feel really awesome and, um, like, you know, bring about health, but also, you know, how do we eat, eat healthfully without, while also letting go of restrictions and rules and um so it's it's a lot and it's messy and um i appreciate all of you being here and willing to listen and also willing to to add your two cents um so yeah and all your reviews and leave leave your emojis in the reviews folks vote your voice matters and hopefully hopefully we'll see more rolling on the floor laughing cry faces (laughs) that is it that is it from us. Thank you guys for being here. For more from Stephanie, follow her on Instagram at Stephanie Ruper. And also she's at healthyourpower.com. For more from me, coconuts and kettlebells.com. And my Instagram is at coconuts and kettlebells. We love you guys. We'll talk to you next week. 